Welcome to the Bethel Church Austin Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Pastor Joaquin Evans. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com. That was fun. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody ready to have more fun? (laughs) I figured that for today I would just talk about Jesus while I'm up here. Felt like, a, felt like a good plan, but specifically talking about fresh encounters with Jesus, because I, like, I feel like we're moving into a fresh season where fresh encounters are available, and not even just available, but, but necessary for where God wants to take us, because how many people want all that God has for you? And I feel like God is just making himself available and drawing near for fresh encounters like never before. And, uh, and uh, Eddie talked about um, uh, our phone call with, with Bill Byers already. I was going to talk about that. But this, this man, who's, he's been running with Jesus for decades, decades and decades. And, and he got on the phone and he says, I don't know what's been happening, but I've been experiencing the glory of God the manifest presence, like I haven't felt in over 20 years. He says, day after day, it's just rolling over me in waves. And he starts weeping on the other end of the phone. And then, and then I start weeping. And, and as Eddie talked about, we just, I end up on the floor laughing and crying. He's on the speakerphone laughing and crying. We're just getting wrecked in the presence of God. How many people think now's a good time to get wrecked in the presence of God, to get lost in his goodness. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> I had an encounter, uh, Richie, who was here last weekend, how many people were blessed by Richie and uh, what he had to release and impart, and uh, we met through, through an encounter. And uh, he, was, he, he was in Reading, he came to a pre-service prayer meeting, happened to sit down next to me, and, and uh, I was in this season where God was, God was having us pursue the, the honey presence of God, just meaning, just meaning by that, meaning just the thick, rich, sweet presence of God, of heaven. But he was using this, this picture, this analogy of, of like, you know, how Winnie the Pooh loves the honey. So he was like using this picture of like, pursue my presence like that. And so I'm in this season of that, and people were buying me like Winnie the Pooh dolls and like, <laughs> like the honey bears and all this. It was just, it was a season. But we'd never met before. He just leans over to me, though, and he goes, oh, this might sound weird, but I just see God taking a honey bear and pouring it all over your head. <laughs> and then I slid out of my chair. <laughs> and then I turned back and I grabbed his foot, and I said, more, and he fell out of his chair on top of me. And we spent the next 45 minutes shaking on the ground together. <clears throat> and uh, that's how Richie and I <laughs> met. <laughs> Jan- Janice, uh, where are you? Come up here. She was just telling me um, she, she had a, a fresh encounter through Richie. Richie uh, last week met with some of the outreach team and, and pr- prayed and shared over her. And Janice had a fresh encounter. So I'd like her to share that with us real quick before we go on. Hi, I'm Janice. I'm not young. Um, but, but you are in heart and spirit. Come on. <laughs> so I don't fall down and I don't slither. Um, but um, it's good to know. Good to know. <laughs> um, I mean, fire tunnel. Thank you. It's nice. I appreciate it. I mean, it's good, but you know. Sorry, but Richie, it was, it was a little thing, and I was told the day before I should go. I said, okay, fine, sure, yes. Um, but when he prayed for us, there was like a heaviness. It was like one of those weighted blanket things. And then um, 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 it was like, and it was, it was like honey or molasses or caro syrup. It was this thick liquid that was being poured into my spirit. And I just, all I did, it was an encounter, and I've never had that before, and I'm very grateful. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> uh, 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 
Apparently, the change is so deep, she's been asking people wherever she goes, do you know Jesus? Sharing the good news, the gospel. And, and, and even to the point, her dad was like, something's different about you. What changed? What happened to you? The glory happened. <laughs> the honey presence of his goodness. Look, I believe God's going to take us into upgrades right now. Just turn to your neighbor and just release an upgrade over them. If they're, if, they're more, if they're more than six feet away, your spirit man can reach that far and just release, just release glory over them in the spirit. Just release an upgrade over them in the, in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Wow. Yeah, we love you, God. We love you. 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 Thank you, Jesus. I, wow. God, I thank you for a season of fresh encounters, because you want to take us into a new place, a new season, and fresh encounters are, are a part of that. They're, they're important for that. They're, they're vital even for it, if I could say that. And I believe that God is making himself available for these fresh encounters. Don't you know that he's a good God? That he's a good father. Can I get an amen to that? He's a good father. And a good father knows what his children need, and he provides that in the time that they need it. Can I get an amen? Thank you, Jesus. That, that God is our provider. He's our defender. He's our rock. He is, he is all of these things in one. But he knows what we need in the time that we need it, and he's good at being that and providing that for us. You know, I'm a, I'm a father in the natural, and, and uh, my kids need me to be a provider, and I am that. And, uh, but sometimes my kids, depending on what's going on, some, some days what they need is not for me to disappear, just to work. What they need is for me just to stop and take time with them and let them crawl up on my lap and tell me about what's going on. And we have a good father. And I feel like he's making himself available in a unique and wonderful way. And he's going he's gonna to bring healing to us, but he's also going to be propelling us into the next season. Anyone tired of this season? <laughs> You're just ready for a fresh season. Well, listen, I think God is more tired <laughs> than we are of this season, not that God's surprised, but he's watching his kids go through this, this turmoil, and he's like, I'm available. I'm available to you right now like never before. I have fresh encounters available for you. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're in the room. Wow. How many people love to chase after God? You love to pursue God. How many people know that God is first pursuing us? That God actually in this relationship is the first pursuer. Our pursuit is only response to his pursuit. That we can only love God because he first loved us. And Jesus, before we knew about him, before we said yes to him, before we turned our hearts over to them, he, that he sent Jesus because he was so in love with the world. That he sent his son. Come on. That he is the pursuer. Thank you, Jesus. That Adam and Eve in the garden, how many people know that they, that they lived, they abided in the presence of God? Thank you, Jesus. And listen, when, when sin came into the picture, what's it say in Genesis 3.8 that God walked in the garden of the cool of the day? What does that mean? That means God showed up. God was pursuing them, and they were the ones hiding. Listen, even in the midst of the mistake, God's not the one who went hiding. <laughs> he came into the garden like, where are my children? <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. And I feel like he's doing that. He's making himself available for us like never before. And I, I you know, this story about how Richie and I met, we just were talking about that. On, uh, on Thursday, just reminiscing of how we met and the story I just told you and the honey bear. It's like, I see God pouring a honey bear all over your head. 
And, uh, but I had this picture of like this, um, this molasses, as Janice described, but this, this love encounter, the, the, the sweet, deep, rich, thick love of God. But I saw this love chasing people down and enveloping them. Like not just touching them, Ooh, I touched it, no, like enveloping them with this deep, rich love of God. But you know what I also saw is that as this love was coming to envelop people, we had to slow down to be caught by it. <laughs> and I actually, I actually believe that God is releasing permission and actually prescribing a season for us to slow down enough that he can catch us with his goodness. Thank you, Jesus. The pursuit is on. <laughs> the pursuit is on, and God is doing the pursuing, and he wants to overtake us. And uh, I want to I share out of um, Psalms 46. If you got your Bibles, op- open to Psalms 46. I heard someone shout out the verse already. But uh, I'm actually going to read the whole thing because it's all good. How many people know you can't overdose on the Word of God? (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Whoa. Oh, I just, oh, I could feel the pursuit already. (laughs) I just feel his presence. Wow. In In such a deep, wonderful way. Even before we read the Word, just put your hands out and just invite more of him. (laughs) Just tell him you're available. You're available. You're available. You're willing to be invaded, to be overcome, to be caught by the overwhelming love and presence of God. Jesus, we just thank you for invading this house tonight. And God, we thank you for invading the stream tonight, everyone watching, that your presence, that your honey presence would invade homes and living rooms and bedrooms right now, Father, in Jesus' name. Because you're in hot pursuit. Thank you, God. (laughs) Psalms 46. We're going to read the whole thing. So here we go. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Even though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and are troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, There is a river whose stream shall make glad the city of God, a holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The nations raged. The kingdoms were moved. He he uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord, who has made desolations in the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in the fire. Here it is, verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Thank you, Jesus. That is good stuff right there. And you know what's um, intriguing to me and what I believe that, that God is really weaving into this season is that most experts believe that this psalm was written in the time of war. In the time of war, where the nation was engaged in war, the frontline battle, they're in this time of war, and God is speaking to them amongst the battle. And that's why he's reminding them, I am your refuge, I am your strength, I am your redeemer. But it's in this place of war that he says, be still, and know that I am God. He's not just speaking to people who are, uh, got their feet up in their living room, And he said, hey, by the way, be still. No, he's speaking to soldiers and warriors that are on the battle lines. It also could could be translated, when it says be still, it could be translated stop fighting. Stop fighting and know that I am God. Whoa. Thank you, Jesus. 
Because God is saying, when your efforts cease, mine can begin. And God is saying to his people here, listen, you've done a good fight now. I'm prescribing a moment of rest. All you need to do is gaze on my beauty. Say, lay down your swords, lay down your effort, and gaze on my beauty, engage with me, and watch me go to work on your behalf and win the war. Do you know the Bible tells us that, that man prepares the horses for the day of battle, but it's the Lord who wins the war? Come on, thank you, Jesus. Now, I actually, I believe that this, this psalm applies to today because we're not in war with swords, but how many people feel like this season has been a battle? That this season has been a fight. That, that we're in a different kind of war and we're in a different kind of fight, but we're still in the fight. Anyone in this room besides me feel a little bit tired in this season? And God is speaking to us in that season, in this season, and he's saying to us, just like he said to the warriors, just like he said to the army, he's saying, hey, you've done a good job fighting. Now I'm asking you to be still <laughs> and know that I am God. Because I can feel his love. I can see the honey presence coming to envelop us. <laughs> but how many people know to get caught by honey, you have to stop moving? <laughs> Listen, there are seasons that we are... Uh, that we are called to run and we are called to fight, but there's also seasons that we are called to, to rest and be refreshed. Amen? So that we can run even faster. And that we can run the full race. I believe God is releasing, wanting, wanting to release something fresh upon us in this season. Thank you, Jesus. How many people know that what the, the kingdom of heaven is, is unique? And his ways are higher than our ways. Amen. His ways are higher than our ways, and our ways are upside down from his ways, and God works uniquely and wonderfully. Sometimes in the kingdom, he says you'll get the most done by stopping your labors. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. That God prescribed rest all through the message. On the seventh day, he rested. You know that the kingdom is a unique, it's a unique awareness. It's a unique reality. And in the kingdom, that we, what you expect to experience in the kingdom is what you get to experience in the kingdom. Thank you, Jesus. Well, how many, how many people believe that God has more available for us than, than we've accessed at this point? That, that, that how many people think you can't out-imagine God? You can't out-imagine, you can't out-dream, right? You can't, you, can't, you can't talk him up beyond his ability. That God is all-encompassing. That there's no limits to his goodness, that means he's got so much more available to us. And I, you've heard me say this before. Listen, we access heaven. We ask, access his goodness by faith. Amen? But listen, for, for, biblical, for, for biblical faith, faith has, uh, belief has to have expectancy connected to it for it to be biblical faith. Maybe I should say that again. Belief has to have expectancy connected to it for it to be biblical faith. Because if it has no expectancy, it's a dormant belief system. Oh, I believe that could happen. I just don't believe it's going to happen. I believe that God can do those things. I just don't expect him to do it when I come to church today. God could do those things, but he'll probably do them in Africa or China or Latin America. He'll probably do those things somewhere else for someone else. But when you say, hey, do you believe that God can do this? We'll say yes. But yet we don't expect it to happen. Wow. But once you, once you generate expectancy, 
on the belief system. Oh, I believe that God has more for me than I've ever experienced right here, right now. That he's more available right now than ever before. That he's a better father than I've ever known right now. That he's going to show up and touch some people with a fresh encounter right here, right now. I don't believe that he's going to show up with fresh encounters just tomorrow. I don't believe that it's only going to happen in another city or another country. I believe that God has fresh encounters right here, right now. Do you know that the, the kingdom, it's, it's unique that we get to experience what we expect to experience. The woman with the issue of blood, we, we referenced it near the end of worship. There was a crowd gathered around Jesus, and they were in awe, but they had a religious awe. They had a religious awe, like, wow, that's Jesus. Look at, he's, he's, he's passing through our city. Let's go check it out. But one woman pressed through, not with a religious awe, but with a living expectancy. If I can only grab a hold of his garments, I will be made well. Not I hope. Not if I grab a hold of his garments. Someone somewhere is probably going to get made well. Probably not going to be me, though. No, an expectancy. There was a whole crowd, but one woman brought her expectancy. Whoa. And Jesus' response is, let it be according to your faith. Whoa. And that and the, he said, go in peace. You've been made well. Because she brought her expectancy to the table. Listen, it's so simple, but you can't receive, you can't have all of God if you're not willing to receive all that he has for you. Whoa. And sometimes in order to receive, we have to stop what we're doing and be still. Oh, there you are. Oh, there's your honey presence. The thick, rich presence of your love, your reality, wow, that is chasing me down. Thank you, Jesus. Do you know, in the, in the, one, of the, uh, one of the tellings of, of the disciples in the boat being caught in the storm, one of the tellings says that Jesus wasn't walking to the boat, he was walking by the boat. <laughs> they're like caught in the storm fighting for the life they're afraid they're gonna die ah and jesus is like doo, 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 doo. what's he doing he's waiting to see if they're gonna apprehend what's available are they gonna call him and expect him to respond and draw near Listen, I believe that the, the principle of that story is that there's a lot of boats that Jesus is walking past. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Listen, that religious awe, like you're in the boat in the middle of the storm. You're like, wow, look, look, there goes Jesus. That's amazing. Did you see that? Yeah, it's like a celebrity. Look, there he goes. Wow. And then he disappears, and you're still in a sinking boat. <laughs> and you're like, what just happened? Oh, maybe we missed our moment. Oh, thank you, Jesus. But he never turns a deaf ear to a genuine cry. He's never, he's never going to walk by the boat. He'll keep going. He might keep going if we don't call out. But if we expect that the reason he's there is because he wants to step in, he wants to rescue us, he wants to step into our situation, he wants to change everything. When we cry out with that expectation, he is stopping and he is coming near. Thank you, Jesus. Do you know that there, there are seasons to fight in the kingdom? We're, we're, we're supposed to fight. We're supposed to press in. We're supposed to break through. But listen, we're supposed to break through into something. 
Psalms 100 ended his case with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. You know, sometimes it's a fight to get to the gate. Sometimes, listen, sometimes it's a battle. Like, have you not noticed there's a lot of things vying for our attention and our time, our energy, our focus, and sometimes we have to fight to get to the gate. We got to cut down the vines and we got to silence every lie and that, that, that voice of the accuser that's telling you you're not worthy or you're not good enough. We got to fight through that thing to get to, the, get to the gates with praise. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. And our praise is, is a weapon. It's warfare. And then, and then we break through with that. We bring thanksgiving. Oh, I broke through. How many times have you ever pressed in and you're in the cloud, you're in the, the oppression, you're in the heaviness, but you, you get 10 minutes into praise? Maybe it's 20, maybe it's 30, but you break through and that you leave the cloud and now you're in clear, ah, oh, and that's thanksgiving. And thanksgiving arises. Oh, thank you, Father. You're so good. You're so wonderful. I love you. And now you're in his courts. But you've heard me say this before, that, that once we get into the courts, there's someone there waiting for us. And it's him. It's Jesus. It's an invitation. The goal isn't just to get into the gates and into the courts. And then like nothing happens, no, he's there waiting for you. The invitation is fight to come through and fight to come in. But once you're in, I'm here. Whoa. And I want to envelop you and I want to embrace you and I want to love on you and I want to nurture you and I want to fill you and I want to empower you. But we, we've gone so long, we, can, we adopt this mentality that my job is to fight and my job is to pursue we forget that he's the originator. He's the first pursuer. And we'll start fighting. We'll hack our way into the gates, and then we'll hack our way into the courts, and then if we don't know any better, we just keep hacking our way back out of the courts and through another gate. <laughs> and we just keep hacking. We're like, oh, I'm so tired. This isn't working. And Jesus is watching you go by like, where are you going? He's like, what, what's he doing? <laughs> he'll get tired enough eventually, then he'll come back. <clears throat> Listen, there, is, there are seasons where the prescription is to stop, to be still. And do you know that that season often takes more trust than the fight season? Because listen, in the spirit, the battle doesn't stop, but the one doing the fighting. You put down your efforts so he can engage his. Whoa. Do you know that when they would inquire of the Lord, when they would go into warfare without inquiring of the Lord, it was always trouble. It was always trouble. They'd end up getting defeated, running home with their tail between their legs, and they'd be like, oh, we forgot to inquire of the Lord. But when they would go in humility, they would humble themselves before God and say, God, we meant to move into this battle. Whenever he said go, victory always went with them. And he would, he would prescribe, he would send the musicians in first. <laughs> He would send the tribe of Judah, the praise and the, and the musician teams into the battle first. Why? Because it's a spiritual battle. <clears throat> and listen, it takes trust to step into a fight. But how much more trust does it take when you're in the middle of a fight and God says, stop fighting? You're like, but they still have swords. They're still coming. They're, and God's like, trust me. Trust me. You've done good with your ability. Now just be still. Wait a moment. Put your focus on me and watch me go to war on your behalf. Well, do we trust him enough in this season to be still? Thank you, Father. 
You know, I used to, I used to run track, and one of my favorite races was the relay. You know, they, they passed the baton. And that's a, that's a beautiful exchange when it's, when it's done perfectly, when you practice and practice and practice, and it looks seamless. But it also can be a train wreck if it's not done right. And what has to happen is those two parties have to synergize. And one runner is already at full speed, and the next runner has to synergize, and they need to get on pace with the first runner. And when they do, there's this seamless transition and just keeps on going. And you can't even tell that, that hours and hours of work and practice went into it. And listen, we're called to synergize ourselves with the Lord, not for him to synergize himself with us. Like, God, will you come down here and do what I'm doing, please? <laughs> Listen, I know it's, these things are funny when we say them out loud. But it's actually how we operate in the Lord all the time. We're like, I'm down here doing this stuff. Would you please come down here and help me? And God's like, well, I would, except for I'm doing this stuff. Why don't you come help me? <laughs> Instead of getting God to bless what we're doing, why don't we find out what God is blessing and attach ourselves to that? Listen, so we need to synergize. And in that, in that instance with the track, you know, you're talking going top speed. But what if God is in a season of saying, I want to envelop you with my honey presence? And my goodness, maybe you need to slow down to get caught up. Thank you, Jesus. And we'll read another verse, and then we're going to pray for some people. Does that sound okay to you? In John 14, this is, this is Jesus preparing his disciples for life after his death and resurrection. And he makes a lot of promises. <clears throat> At the beginning of, the, of the, the chapter, he tells them that he's going to prepare a place for them and that he's going to come back for them again. He's preparing mansions for his servants in heaven. But I want to jump in in John 14, in verse 19. It says this. It says, A little while longer, and the world will see me no more. But you will see me. Because I live, you will live also. At that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. How many people think that's synergy right there? <clears throat> I'm going to read that part again. <clears throat> I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Jump down to verse 23. Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Thank you, Jesus. I can, I can feel the Father pursuing us in this season. And I believe there's fresh encounters like never before. And I believe that, that what, what Bill Byers, that amazing man of God, you know, one of his favorite stories, I love to just get around generals of the faith, ones who have walked the walk and lived the life for, for decades. And I just love to get around them and tell me, tell me your best stories. What is God, what have you seen God do? Because that raises our awe and raises our expectation. Because there's life and power on the testimony. It means what he's done once, he's willing and able to do again. And I love to just hear the stories. Uh, his, his favorite story is, is when he was in Russia ministering and Jesus walked through the cement wall. <laughs> Shada baba. Now listen, not, not like, whoa, the presence came on that last song. Wasn't it awesome? I got goosebumps. Did you get goosebumps? The tingles? Like, No, I mean, Jesus walked through the wall. 
into the meeting, and everyone in the whole place face to the ground. Everyone except for one grandma. One Russian, one Russian grandma on her knees, tears streaming down her face, praying in tongues, and everyone else on their face. And Jesus just sits there and takes it in. Thank you, Jesus. But he said to me on the phone, what I already shared, he said, I'm ha- I've been experiencing waves of the glory of God like I haven't experienced in over 20 years. Whoa. Oh, God's getting ready to envelop us with his goodness, and he wants us to be still enough for his presence. Listen, God could catch you if he wants to, but God's job isn't to synergize with us. Our job is to synergize with him. Thank you, Father. Do you know that all, a lot of times I believe that, that we make a mistake of approaching God like this and we say, God, you know where I am. God, I want you. I want you. So come in a, such an undeniable way. I want to be thrown over chairs. I want to be stuck to the ground for four hours. I want you to do something. I'm going to stand here with my arms folded, and I want you to do something so profound that you prove to me that it's only you. Do you know what the problem with that is? If he has to force himself on you, it's not intimacy. God can do that. He absolutely can do that. He's just not looking to do that all the time. And sometimes he shows off like that, but that's not his highest and his best. Do you know why God, God wasn't in the earthquake? Elijah on the mountain, the cave, he wasn't in the earthquake, he wasn't in the wind, he wasn't in the fire, he was in the whisper. Do you know God could have come in the earthquake? But what a bummer that would be if that was the standard for our relationship. The only way that he could interact with his kids was through an earthquake. I'm not sure this side of the room is getting it. That's all right. Listen, if the only way, God does supernatural things all the time. Gold manifested out of Eddie's Bible last year. Listen, God could do crazy things. But if the standard is that he only can communicate by fire, it's not intimacy. He doesn't, he's not looking for, for a bride who, will, who says, force yourself on me. then I'll know it's you. He's looking for the bride who will attune her ear so sensitively that she'll hear the whisper and respond. And not just respond like a servant, but respond with fluttering in her heart. Oh, that's my king. That's my Lord. Oh, wow, I feel it right now. That's, oh, that's my Jesus. He's speaking again. The the slightest touch turns your heart aflame. Wow, that's intimacy. Can I get the team back up? I've shared this a couple of times before, but one of my early encounters It was early on in my walk with God, early on, and I went to this meeting, and many of you heard, heard me say this before, this story, but I believe it applies, and, and uh, no, not many people knew who Heidi Baker was yet, and Heidi Baker wasn't even scheduled to be speaking at this meeting I went to, but the host got up all excitedly at the beginning and said, oh, Heidi Baker just showed up here and God told her to come. And so at the end, we're going to release Heidi Baker just to, just to minister to some people. She wasn't even the scheduled speaker. God just told her to come to this meeting. So someone else preached. <laughs> Funny thing is, I don't remember anything about that. <laughs> but then they said, okay, now we're going to turn it over to Heidi Baker. She's going to have five minutes to minister to people. 
And listen, I did, that didn't mean anything because I didn't know who Heidi Baker was. None of the people around me knew who Heidi Baker was. I'm sure there were some people in the room, but she wasn't as known as she is now. But they, they call her, and she comes up on the stage, and when she comes out, she's going, ho, whoa, ho, whoa. I'm like, I don't know what all that is, but what I knew is that when she came on the stage, God came with her. And I said to myself, oh, I don't know what all this hoeing and woeing is about. I don't understand half the stuff she's saying, but I know that's the presence of God. And I want that. And she talked for a few minutes and she said, I'm going to release an impartation over those who are called to be church planners or missionaries. And I'm brand new saved and I'm like, I don't know if I'm either of those things, but I want what she's got. And I'm like, if that's all she's going to call out, I'm like, I don't know if I'm those things, but I'm going for it because I'm hungry for a fresh encounter. I tell people she could have gave an altar call for pregnant Chinese women and I would have gone forward. Because <laughs> it wasn't the words, it wasn't the call, it was the presence. And I'm like, I need, I need that. I don't know this lady. I could tell that she knows God. She's a friend of God. And she, all the people came forward and she said, everybody put your hands up. She said, I'm going to pray. And she prayed and released this thing. And I got my hands up. I'm like, God, I want more of you. I'm hungry for you. And she's releasing God. And I'd like to tell you that God slammed me to the ground and sat on me and electrocuted me. And I've had some encounters like that. But that's not what happened at all. I got my hands up. I said, God, I want more of you. And these three fingertips start to tingle. heard this but it applies to this season these three fingertips were tingling and that's it not my head no waves of heat no goosebumps just three tingling fingertips I'm like but I had this response in my heart instead of despising the day of small beginnings my response was God I think this is you How many times have you been in a room where you had the equivalent, you had the tingling of God? You've been in a worship service and you've had, you've had quote unquote, a little bit of God. I'm here to tell you there is no such thing as a little bit of God. If it's God, a thimbleful will change the world. And I was just looking at my fingers, I'm like, this is God, I think this is you. This is the God of the universe touching my fingers the God who created everything he's touching me he's touching my fingers and I had a couple friends I went with with two friends and one is on this side and she's got her hands up too she's like God I want more of you and I'm looking at her crying out with genuine hunger and I'm looking at my fingers going I think this is God and she's like I want more of you and I'm like I think this is God so I put my three fingers, I touched her with my hand. She goes, hits the ground. I'm like, whoa, this thing is loaded. And my friend over here, he's like, God, I want more of you. So I'm like, well, let me try that again. So I put my hand on him and he goes, hits the ground. Now I believe what, what changed the course of my walk is I left that meeting and I didn't go out to Denny's. I, we didn't go get pancakes. I mean, some of them I did. I went straight home. And I went and I was living with the Tates at the time. I went in the den and I closed the door and I laid on the floor for three hours and I looked at my fingers. And I said, this is the God of the universe touching my fingers. You're choosing to share yourself with me. And still, it was three fingertips tingling. Like, this is God. You're choosing to share yourself with me. And three hours I laid there as the awe of God just enveloped me. And more came. It just started to grow down my fingers to my palm. And the next night I went back and went in the den and closed the door again and laid on the floor. And I didn't even have tingling on my fingers this time. All I had was the, rem the, the remembrance of the night before. And I just laid on the floor anyway. And I said, 
God, thank you for touching my fingers last night. And as soon as I said that, they started tingling again. So, oh, there you are. Three hours just looking at my fingers. Wow, this is God. And it started to grow down my hand, over my arm. And the next night I did the same thing. And the next night I did the same thing. And the next night I did the same thing for three months. Three months I did that. Every night, just laying on the floor. And pretty soon it wasn't just tingling my fingers. It was waves of electric love coursing over my whole body. And I literally, there was moments in there where I literally felt stuck to the floor and God's love was just, just coursing over me. But you know, it's amazing that I didn't start there. I didn't make him force himself upon me. I just appreciate the fact that he was choosing to touch my fingertips. And then at the end of that time, I was driving to work and I stopped at a stop sign. And again, many of you have heard this driving to work, stopped at a stop sign. Now I'm in stoplight, stop sign. Just momentary pause, and the presence of God explodes in my car. I mean, it explodes. Like, kind of freaked me out, explodes. Instantly, tears in my eyes, and I'm like, God, what are you doing here? Because internally, I was so shocked by him showing up because all I had known, his presence in this way was laying on the floor every night in the den and thanking him for the night before and then it would come back. But this time he just explodes in my car and I'm thinking to myself, I didn't even have worship music on, I wasn't praying, I wasn't interceding, I'm like, I was driving to work, I'm like, and literally my response is, God, what are you doing here? And God responded to me and he said, You've been pressing in for friendship with me. Now I just like being with you. I feel like that there's a way of fresh encounters that are available. Not that are coming, not that you have to fight for. I feel like he says, you've been doing the fighting, but you're running so fast, you actually have to stop and take notice that I'm trying to chase you down with my honey glory presence. Thank you, Father. Anybody got room for a fresh encounter? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let's just let him begin to love on us right now. Thank you, Father. God, I just thank you for the grace just to be still and know that you are God. where in this picture vision like an open vision I was all of a sudden I found myself in a Mariah Woodworth Edder meeting and I'm not going to tell the whole story I'll, I'll say that for another time but the presence of God was really strong in this meeting Mariah Woodworth Edder she operated the, the, the early last century 1910 around there and I'm in this meeting it's an old old wood building and there's looks like there's 200 people but crammed in this little building they got their hands up there worshiping and the presence is there and it's thick and it's beautiful and I said in this vision in this open vision I said to her I said this is amazing because the measure of the presence that was there but her response to me was shh we need to listen for Holy Spirit. And I'm thinking to myself, he's here. This is one of the best meetings I've ever been in. The presence is here. People are lost in worship. But her expectancy was higher than mine. She knew there was more. Thank you, Father. You know, she was famous for people getting baptized in tongues or going out in the Spirit, getting healed up to 100 miles away from her meetings. That's a lot of the manifest glory and presence. And she said to me, shh, we need to listen for the Holy Spirit. And then we saw all these, what I believe was angels, 
in this vision, it's a vision, but this open vision, angels start to move in over the room above our head height, and they move in over the, the people, but as they get over the people, I don't see them as angels anymore. I see them as lights and sparkles all over the crowd. And she goes, look, look, there it is, there it is. And people started going into encounter, life-changing encounters. I'm gonna release grace on you right now just to have fresh encounters. Thank you, Jesus. But I wanna remind you that before you respond, many of you already are, that it's easier than we think. Why? Because he's the originator. He's the first pursuer. We're only responding to his pursuit. We're not chasing down something he hasn't already given us. We're slowing down to accept what he's already done for us. <laughs> I feel like there's an anointing in the room. Now listen, we're doing some social distancing, but I feel like there's some people that you just, you just need to come up along the front. We don't need to crowd the whole thing. But if that's you, you just come up. I'm going to pray corporately, but I want to, I want to just up here just pray over some individuals that feel like this is speaking to me. Thank you, Father. God, I thank you. And the worship teams are going to worship. And listen, people in this room are going to go into fresh encounters right now. Why? Because God's been waiting. He's been ready. Go ahead and try and spread out if you can. Or use the aisles or the back back of the room. Listen. Whoa, shut up. He's already got these encounters ready for you, waiting for you. All you have to do is be still enough to receive them. Father, I thank you for the anointing. Whoa, it's flowing over the place right now in Jesus' name. Come. Everyone together, let's just invite Holy Spirit to come. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for marking hungry hearts, not just for this moment, not just for this altar, but that their home would be the tabernacle where you meet with them. And we just release waves of your presence, the way Bill has been experiencing your presence greater than, than in the last 20 years, Father. We just release that right now in Jesus' name. And if you're available, just put your hand on your heart right now and just tell God, I'm available, God. I'm available for fresh encounters. I don't have to speed up to get these encounters. I have to slow down to let you catch me with these encounters. Thank you, Jesus. All right, team, just begin to worship over that. Thank you, Father. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com.